I'm having problems. I came up with this wonderful list of people I wanted to partner with. And I'm a motivational author and speaker. And, um, but then I'm trying to build an email list. And the kind of people that I help, the shoulder industries, are more like counselors or um, ministers. Um, I don't know, people that like don't have email lists and they're not going to share anything about their people. And so I'm like, I have people that I'm reaching out to, to do speaking and um, other things like that, but I'm having a hard time finding people with any size of an email list or what I do um, on the coaching side or speaking side. Cause people who run events aren't going to share their list with you. Okay. Cause they don't, uh, see you. you know what I mean? And so who's anyway. your ideal customer. Who do you want to buy from you? My ideal customer is people who are going through um, a painful life uh, situation or transition, um, and I help to jumpstart their journey. Um, or I'm finding more success with actually helping people who want to help other people, and I equip them to do that better, like successful business people, or um, and I help them to be able to effectively reach reach out to hurting people. Okay. So step one, your answer to that is part of the problem. Um, I asked you who you help and you talked about what you did. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So I'm being a little tough on you, but uh, um, All right so number one, uh, you help people. Okay. So I listened to what you said, but I didn't understand it. So who is your ideal customer? Who do you want to buy from you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's people. Okay. So a divorce, a person going through a divorce. Okay. All right. So stop it. Let's mm -hmm. stop it. Somebody that's going actively going through divorce, they're going to hire you. And what are you going to do for them? I'm going to help them to be able to, um, forgive that other person so that it doesn't affect their responses as they're going through the divorce. Okay. And I help them to be able to reestablish their identity. Okay. Let's stop there. All right. So here's my question. Where do people who are going through a divorce online hang out? I have no idea because the only everywhere, (laughs) that's a little bit of a problem actually, but for this specific conversation, it actually makes answers the question easy. You could literally go on any person that's on this call right now. How many people are on the call? I don't know where the number is. Anyway, let's say there's 15 people left on the call. Anybody on this call has an email list of some size and if they have an email list of over 100 people, there's 40 of them, well, I don't know, actively going through divorce right now. There's at least three to five people on their list right now that are going through divorce. It doesn't even matter the topic. Right. But Gracie's but, talking about very similar people to you. So she probably has a list of people who are maybe like more concentrated than that. On our list, if we were to promote you or do a promotion together, like my our list talks nothing about going through the divorce, but if you were to do a partnership with us and we were to promote you and there's some connection there, which I think there could be, like there are definitely people going through a divorce on our list. So it's not about finding platforms that talk about divorce. It's about finding platforms that have people that have the problem that you're looking to solve. So let's take a, let's take a super specific example of us. Yeah. You know, I don't think we would want to do this type of partnership, but let's just brainstorm. Let's say you took yeah. someone, let's took someone who has a marketing newsletter of 1500 people, but they talk about digital marketing. You know, would it be interesting to talk about how to run a business and how to prevent getting divorced. That's, that's a big problem in entre- entrepreneurship, honestly. Uh, you have one spouse who's 
personal growth trajectory is through the roof. They're reading every self-help book that exists. They're improving themselves constantly. And it's like, they're a three on the Enneagram. And their spouse is a nine. Their spouse is like, good. They're hanging out. They're like peacemaking like crazy. And they're not reading books and trying to wrap. Like, just don't want that. But you have one, and they, they grow apart as a result of that. I'd be curious to get Lisa's take on this sometime. So I see people, I've seen quite a few friends who started at the same time as me who weren't intentional about doing this journey with their spouse because it's difficult and weird and you don't even notice it. And you get three years down the line, you're like, man, like I'm like way over here now and they're way over there now. Is there a connection between entrepreneurship and divorce and prevention? And would some of those people be qualified? Yeah, absolutely. We could send an email to our drip scripts list if we, there was a connection there that made sense of the actual promotion. But there are tons of people on our list right now that are going through the divorce. Your job is to figure out how to get in front of them in a way that makes sense to the platform owner. I know, but that's my problem is it's like I people want to partner with people who are going to help grow their business, not not to mm. with a completely different problem that their people can sign up for. Yeah, your job is to find the connection and be creative in that. Um, so any self, self-help, self-improvement, uh, I mean, some, some industries will be a little bit more of a jump, but I mean, we've done, we've done partnerships of people all across the board between people who are writing books, like try to tell authors to write an email list. I mean, like fiction authors. I mean, they're the worst on like, because they're creative, totally left brain or whichever the creative brain is, left brain or right brain. <laughs> Like they don't think like logical marketing stuff at all. Um, somebody that's a marketer isn't actively thinking about the divorce and that's part of the problem. So, but could you go to someone on this call right now who has a list of 800 people about marketing and say, man, I'd love to tell your audience the five steps to have a healthier marriage as you build your business. Like that's an interesting topic. Like you could, if you pitch 10 marketers that three of them would say yes. Right. But that, but I'm not really trying to quote unquote, I guess uh, I wasn't thinking about marketing to prevent divorce. I mean, that would be great too. Like yeah, yeah. your, your specific topic of what you sell is when they're going through the divorce, you want to counsel them and you want to coach them and help them do that. Well, or something that or, effect. or, and it could be their marriage is just in trouble. It doesn't have to be in divorce. That's like every human on earth is your market. I, and that's a little, that's I, actually a little bit of a problem in that. I know. Anybody you ever partner with is a partner. So it's not that speaking events won't let you get their list because you don't even, that's not the way you get build a list from speaking. It's on stage at Jeff Goins conference. You get a speaking gig there and you talk about your business journey. You don't even talk about divorce, but you talk about how you've built your business. And these are some things I've done. Here's some stuff I've overcome. And, and through that, you're going to talk about your topic and your call to action at the end is going to be, hey, do you want to have a good marriage when you're building your business Could you, or when you're writing your book, which is the audience they're talking to? If so, man, here's a lead. Here's a thing that'll help you. I got like a five-step guy that'll help you and I also do coaching. Click the link or go to the thing or whatever. Have a good call to action for it. You can do that on any list that exists. I agree. But the thing is, is because like... So what's your problem? You, you started this with, I don't know who to partner with. And we've now got to the point where you agree with everyone you can partner with. So what's the disconnect? Well, the disconnect is, is that are they going to see that it's, it doesn't have anything, any relation to some of their businesses, you know, how many, okay. How many pitches have you written? How many, how many people have you pitched? Well, it feels like you're inventing objections for yourself. Now. Maybe 10, but um, I, what I'm finding is, is that most of my, most of my lists that I made up are 
people that I would want to approach for coaching because I don't like a lot of, some of them are churches, some of them are people, yeah. ministries, some of them are this, they don't have email lists. Okay. First, first of all, a church definitely has an email list. I get They aren't going to share it with me. They aren't going to share it with me. They don't share email lists. How many churches have told you no? No, they don't. I worked at one. I'm a pastor. How many churches have told you no? She's sharing their email list? Yes. I, I haven't asked her. Hey, if, Julie, if like, you go to my, let me, let me give you two scenarios, Julie. One, okay. you have some limiting beliefs. Okay. You you're not getting told no. You're telling yourself. Let, let me finish. Listen, this is your time okay. to listen now. All right. You're telling yourself no. You're inventing objections for yourself. So okay. let me let me give you two scenarios. And this all it all comes down to you being confident and talking to them and showing what the value for them is. And I think that's where we're getting stuck. So let me give you two scenarios. You come to my church and say, hey, church, I want you to give me your email list so I can sell them my divorce counseling services. The answer is no. No, I would Bad never. Pitch. There's no value to me in that. I guess there's value of some sort, like maybe my people would help, but it's all framed incorrectly. But if you come and let's say you went to my church, you go to a church and say, hey, guys, I noticed that there's like six or seven families here. I've talked to them that really are struggling with their marriage. You know, and statistically, 40% of this church is getting divorced over the next 10 years. Yep. So I got an idea. Let's talk. I got an idea. Let's talk. So you get on the call with them like, hey, John, John or Susan or Lisa. Uh, and I'd be curious to get Lisa's perspective on this church route. I don't know if the church route is the best route for you, but I think it's 100% possible to, if you pitch 10 churches and take this route to partner with two of them. But you come to them and say, hey, do you guys have a problem with marriages? Yeah, we totally. What I would like to do is just host a free live training at your church next Tuesday. So the email to their list isn't them giving you their list. No one's going to, I'm not going to give you my list, but I could partner with you somehow. And the church emails out and says, hey, divorce expert Julie, how not to get divorced expert Julie is going to be coming live next Tuesday. And they email their list of 2,000 members. Would you like to sign up? And 20% of them click the link and you get 200 new email subscribers. 15 of them show up in person, you teach them, and you talk to the other 185 of them about your online training and coaching and whatnot. That's a totally doable. They do it all the time. They're bringing trainers all the time to do that. So will people give you their list? No, that's a weird way to think about it and even talk about it. Can you give them value in a way that makes it a no-brainer for them to talk about you to their audience? Absolutely. You can do it with me. You can do it with Lisa. You can do it with Tracy. And you can do it with Paul. So here's what I want you to do. Here's your action item, Julie. <clears throat> I can sense you wanting to object to this. So here's what I want you to do. I don't want to hear why you don't think it'll work. I want you, I want you to do this. I want you to make a list of three entities, different types, a church. I want a church to be one of them. Pick two other types, a marketing blog. I don't care what the third one is. I would pick Tracy as one because she'd probably partner with you immediately and has an audience that's pretty relevant. And I want you to ask all three of them I want you to pitch all three of them on partnering with you. And next week when you get here, I want you to th I want you to share with us the creative angle you came up on, why it's a win for them. That's what you have to think about. Giving you their list is all about you. Why was it a win? Why would partnering with you be a win for them? So maybe let's, let's refine our exercise a little bit. Let's do this. Three names and write out a one paragraph description of why it's a win for them to partner with you. What? Why would they want to do that? What can you help them with? Write that out. No objections. Do that. Send it to us. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Does that feel good? I gave you a couple of examples to kind of get you primed a little bit.
I literally wrote the church one for you. Just do that. <laughs> well, actually, churches have this thing where they only work, they like to work with people they know and that they've already have relationship with. So I will do it, but. I- I can't help you if you're going to disagree with it to begin with. Nope. You're, barking, you're asking the wrong person questions if you're going to disagree with it and I tell you what to do. You you don't you have worked at one church before. I will do it. All right, do it. Then get back to me. Okay, thank you. Right. <laughs> this is good. Uh, that's one of my favorite questions we've answered in a long time. I'm excited to talk next week, Julie. <laughs>